0: hello there you're listening to the watson's daily podcast with me peter watson on monday the 6th of february today i am joined by julia grossica who is a watson's daily ambassador hi there julia how are you doing today
1: hi peter i'm doing good how are you
0: Yep, all marvelous. Yeah, all marvellous here. Thank you very much. Um, so, um, what story would you like to talk today from Watson Staley?
1: Um, so, a story I found interesting uh, was um, the possibility of a digital pound by 2030.
0: That is interesting. You are right.
1: Um, so, a joint consultation between the Bank of England and the Treasury will be released soon. Um, so, the idea of introducing a new central bank bank currency by 2030 Mm -hmm. so it comes at a time where use of cash accounts approximately for one in six payments Mm -hmm. um so blockchain would be used to deploy this currency and that would be issued by the bank of england right um in the same way as physical banknotes, but obviously um it wouldn't be physical um and it would have the same value as the pound Mm -hmm. um and consumers could access um their kind of money by their smartphones or cards um and i think there's some interesting benefits and potentially mm-hmm. disadvantages of this yeah so um i think we were talking about commercial banks um mm. kind of the uncertainty of their position yep. but you did mention that you know it's not in the interests of the bank of england to kind of um get commercial banks out of business
0: yeah because i mean i think you at the time you're sort of going well where does the you know if you've got the bank of england issuing this you know does that mean that um customers can just open an account at the bank of england and then basically cut out all the other banks so so yeah so um you know as, as i you know i i presume that the bank of england isn't in the business of putting other banks out of business um so yeah so that's 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 how that i just thought i'd just say yeah. that this is so to say why why we said that but yeah carry yeah. on
1: and then um i think let me go through the concerns first i think another mm-hmm. concern was that i read about was that the um state could potentially see people spending choices and i guess There's kind of a question of how people feel about that. Mm -hmm. But then um, I think um, the Bank of England or someone has said that the only time um, they'd be able to access personal details would be like it would not be any different to how they can access it now with just general banking. Right. So I guess that kind of um, shuts the concern down. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think in terms of benefits um blockchain could make payments maybe faster more secure as um you know it's a bit of a better technology <laughs> and then mm. um, that could have uh that could bring an advantage to maybe businesses as um we are speaking about the fact that when you make a payment sometimes it doesn't come out of your bank account instantly or yeah um, so it kind of gives you a false hope of how much (laughs) money you have or maybe you you said
0: that didn't you what's it the other day you said you had direct experience of this
1: yes and and, then tfl um (laughs) because i i i go to university in leeds so i haven't been home in a while and i used my apple pay for travel and um it charged me like is it one p i think it charges you and and it didn't charge me for the next two days so i thought wow
0: I got away I got, with it. Yeah. <laughs> ah, got a freebie. Yes, and I was
1: yeah. like, "One p. What's going on?" Yeah. But no. Or, yeah. No. I, I did not get away with it. <laughs> it's quite embarrassing, actually. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so no, I mean, I, I mean, I, that's a thing, isn't it? Really, because um, I do find that quite annoying. Um, like, you, I don't know, you go go somewhere, buy coffee for a ridiculous amount of money <laughs> these yeah. days, and you don't see it. You know immediate. i think actually there are apps where you can um but in terms of generally speaking like i would look at my you know uh my bank account and it's not out and then you'd see it comes out a few days later whereas you you would have i would have thought um that um you know if you've got transactions going on uh on 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 uh, blockchain it should be a lot faster and not cost as much because you're not got so many you know, yeah, I mean, you've not got so many humans maybe involved in the process.
1: Yeah, I think it said somewhere that for instance, comparing it to PayPal Mm -hmm. um, where you when you kind of, is it transfer money over, I suppose Mm -hmm. um, it's just like a promise and the money's kind of being held, whereas if you were to use digital currency, it would like instantly Mm. be transferred over, so I guess Mm. if someone's actually tight on money it could really, um benefit them but then I just thought on the other hand um, because it's a digital currency would that mean not everyone could access it I know a lot of us can now access like you know Mm. mobile banking and stuff but I guess some people still struggle with even online banking which Mm. um, or don't even have access to that so I suppose will that kind of even though that's the future Mm -hmm. will it will it still be an issue of some people can't access um mm. digital currency.
0: Mm.
1: And I know you said even about like the homeless. Mm.
0: Um, yeah, because I mean that's the thing, isn't it? You know, I was saying to you earlier that uh um you know when I used to work in the city there was there was this guy who used to, you know, um him and his sleeping bag and sometimes dog used to be in the same position in the same you know in the station. I think you know they might, anyway he, he was there there for years. And you kind of think, you know, a lot of people used to stop, they used to have a bit of a chat, maybe give them a bit of money. But, you know, now if you see that and then they, and you tell, you know, I'd like to give you some money. And if they whip out a a, a cash payment, you know, yeah. uh, machine, are you going to, you know, that, I mean, that, that could be a very awkward moment, right? I mean, yeah. you, you know, you're like, oh, I'd really like to give you some cash, but some cash, not my bank details um because you know I mean I know that's that's that sounds terrible but I do think that is yeah. what most people will think and so um so you know there are vulnerable people who will will um I mean they, and there's there's very much a, um a kind of movement to make sure that these people don't get left behind either people you know maybe homeless or maybe people who are older you know who yeah. just don't get the concept of <clears throat> of you know digital uh, yeah. banking and things like that so um so yeah so i think they they are going to be protected but um for the majority of people um i think that this you know this it, it does seem to be uh, the natural kind of progression i mean you know that um i've put in a fun fact in there in in today's um what's the saying that you know um 10 only 10 years ago, cash use accounted for over 50% of transactions, but today it's 15%. Yeah. Now, I mean, I think I bet you a lot of that is down to COVID, yes. um, but I think that that accelerated the inevitable. So, um, so that is it is interesting and it is worth thinking yeah. about, but and,
1: um, yeah, I was also going to say maybe in the future, um, it could potentially maybe mean eventual cheaper international transfers because I saw that more than a hundred countries are exploring this um digital currency idea, and also um mm. it's already been deployed by i don't know just like literally a few countries mm-hmm. a smaller ones so um maybe that could benefit um mm. that like you know travel i guess
0: yeah I mean I think that the other the other the thing also to think about what you know when talking about this particular subjects is that um, you kind of think well why do we need do we, do we actually need it you know yeah. yes I mean I suppose it could like it, you know it could improve things could make things faster cheaper and maybe that money could then be used to improve other services or give money give you know money back to, to customers or something um, but you know I do think that one you've got Rishi Sunak when he was Chancellor wanted to commit to um a you know kind of digital future and being at the forefront of cryptocurrency um you know back when um bitcoin was was a big thing <laughs> Well, yeah. as you know it is still a big thing but um you know back when bitcoin really was super hot um and there but then um and the other thing as well is, is presumably they don't want to be left behind um by other countries um going down this this route because yeah. a lot of other Um, central banks governments have talked about um, cbdc's the central uh, central bank digital currencies Um, and the other thing as well is that you know what i I wonder again one of the um, one of the reasons why the central banks politicians hate uh, crypto so much is because they feel that they will um, be less able to intervene in markets to try to either mitigate you know, uh, sort of economic slowdown or stimulate demands demand um, by, by using things like interest rates. Um, and yes. so, you know, maybe they want to make sure that they have some kind of digital currency so at least they've got um, skin in the game and they can actually do it um, rather than just wait and wait and wait and then think, oh, actually, maybe we need to use Bitcoin now or something like that. So at least they, they have an alternative. Um, but anyway, I mean, it, it, it is interesting. Um, and um, the fact that they have continued to commit to it is, I yeah. guess, you know, they I suppose they've got to, really. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, yeah, I think, yeah, no, it's an interesting idea. And I guess we'll see how it um, unravels.
0: Indeed. <laughs> Indeed.
1: Um, so, would, Peter, what did you want to talk about today?
0: Yeah, so I I um were I I was um fascinated. Uh, I think that's that's uh, quite a strong word, but uh, you know, fascinated by there was a, a something from the Daily Telegraph um today which was talking about why um a, a Britain's falling house prices will not bounce back. Um, it was interesting because last week we saw that nationwide uh, figures said that um uh, house prices had been gone down for the uh, fifth consecutive month. Now I have to say. I don't feel like that has been happening but anyway nationwide <laughs> knows more than I do uh, and therefore they they got to be right I guess um so um what was interesting is it, it made a number of uh, interesting points um one of which that um uh, you know some analysts out there reckon that the house pricing slump will not be as deep as the slump that was experienced in the aftermath of the financial crisis, um, which was, so it, they, they were saying peak to trough for that was uh, was uh, what was it? So 18%. Um, what they think is actually uh, peak to trough will be 12% um, this time round. And the reason is, is because the structure of the mortgage market has really changed in the last 10 years so for instance what was again amazing i i thought i didn't realize quite it was you know it was quite this stark but anyway uh, between 2012 and 2022 um the num- the proportion of people on um variable rate mortgages in 2012 was 71% 71% yeah. right so the majority a comfortable majority were on um, variable rate mortgages. Now, it is fifteen percent. So fifth, only fifteen percent. So it has swung completely the opposite way. Now, the thing is, is <clears throat> the implication. The implication there is that, whereas in the past, when you had interest rates changing, um, you know, the effects on you know, especially homeowners. Uh, you know, mortgage uh, people with mortgages um, was that uh, it had an immediate effect because because they're on they're on a floating. Then you know you get a letter from the mortgage company saying you on next month you're going to have to pay this. You know, and that that's you know that's what um, that's what happened. Now in the past, obviously interest rates super low wasn't a problem. Um, however, you know in the last uh, you know last year especially things have got uh, a rather rather difference and actually over the last few years you've had more people getting involved sorry in in you know getting um a fixed rate now the problem there so there is an issue there because in the past when people on variable you change the interest rates and the effects would be relatively quick whereas now you've got people that are on fixed rates of either two years or five years. Um, and um, so that means that they are kind of insulated from the higher interest rate in some respects, um, and therefore the effect isn't as, as immediate. Um, however, I do wonder whether people who are on particularly two-year um, fixed, and they, maybe they took them out say you know one or two years ago they might be getting quite panicky at the moment and thinking right we've got to you know rein in expenses bring the money in and so that we can cover ourselves when the interest rate you know when when the uh, mortgage rate goes up massively so um so you know when they when they come off their um, when they come off their fixed uh, when they come off their fixed rates but anyway i don't know does it feel like that to you do you think that you know the Do you you feel that the housing market is getting weaker?
1: So, personally, I'm not looking to buy a house. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not sure um, what the first-hand kind of effects are. But I think it's interesting, um, and I'm just thinking, um, you know, due to the continuing economic conditions, um, just how once the fixed um, rates end, you know, again... Will banks maybe suffer a little bit because people won't mm. be able to repay um, mm. their mortgages? And you did say, oh, I th- because people are aware that this will end eventually, mm. are they now saving money? But then again, I'm just thinking that's going to have a knock on effect on maybe mm. their spending habits and mm. on businesses. Yeah. So it's just like an ongoing cycle of.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think. I mean, the other thing as well, isn't it, is that like basically if everyone gets a massive shock when they come off their fixed, they might think, oh, I've got, you know, like I've got to sell. And that's yeah. the danger then is because if they then think I've got to sell, I can't afford this now. You know, you then there's a danger that you get a lot more properties on the market by forced sellers. Uh, and if yeah. there are forced sellers, yeah. then that means that the the you know that really starts to drive the price down appreciably uh, of of how of um you know of the whole market. So so anyway, no, I, th- I mean I think it's it's interesting. Um, you know, it's interesting stuff. Um, and I do think that you know this this article made made a very good point. I mean, it was also saying that um, uh, in the aftermath of the financial crisis, uh, house prices fell for 16 consecutive months. Um, but they now expect house prices to fall for 24 months because the structure of the mortgage market has changed and as I was saying that a lot of people will be will have been insulated um, from this and so uh, that's why it will take longer for interest rate changes to filter through um, to you know to to people paying the mortgage so um, so anyway so it's it's quite interesting Um, I think that uh, as a result of that um, house prices won't correct uh, quickly uh, so that's why they say it won't be so bad but it will take longer before things get back and, uh, on yeah. track
1: and I think you said that it also it's like regional variations yeah um, might occur but also I just have a question so yeah. um, do you think because of all this in the future like will this change maybe I don't know how people borrow in terms of like fixed variable rates or do you like, Do you think it will have any impact on?
0: Um, I think that it will remind people that interest rates can go up as well as down. Um, because I think the thing is, is that, you know, a lot of people, when, when you have interest rates either staying the same for ages or just going in one direction, people tend to forget what has happened in the past so i do think that it is worth um uh no you know it, i think that that this will have stimulated the interest of people um in what's going on with interest rates going again i pro- I remember probably about a year ago maybe 18 months ago even <laughs> you know and i said like you know i i was often saying to people look you need to take you need to take an interest in interest rates and most people are like oh well you know what what's the point but you really do because this kind of thing can happen um and so yes yeah, so i think that that will be a that is going to be a change in terms of i think people are going to be more um alive to what's actually going on with interest rates but i do think that they will um you, you know they, they'll they'll be more likely to think carefully about whether it is a good idea to lock in um, a a fixed rate, or whether they want to, you know, run run the gauntlet of of going on fixed. Because if you've got a two or a five year a choice of a two or five year fixed, maybe you think that you know a hybrid of what I just said is is maybe to go for the two year because you get two year benefit of being at a fixed rate, but then you know you're you're giving yourself the option if um, interest rates go down after that that you can you can buy into that and go on a floating for a bit or something so um yeah i mean i i just like i say i think that the main thing here is that people will i think take a bit more of an interest in what what's going on with the interest rate well i think that's um unfortunately all we've got time for today um but thank you very much indeed julia for your um for your inputs and your thoughts there uh, and thank you very much as always to the listeners for listening to us today hope you have a great day and we'll be back again tomorrow many thanks